Hi, welcome to our podcast, Where Next? Travel with Kristen and Carol. We are two moms with a passion to travel. Each episode, we interview people around the globe to explore where to go next. In today's episode, we will be visiting with Leah, who resides with her family in both Whitefish, Montana and Maui, Hawaii. Okay, so Leah, can you just uh, share with our listeners when you live in Maui? Because you're in Montana at the moment. Is this a normal thing or are you just on vacation at this moment? Well, I live there during the school year in Maui. And then during the summer, it's almost an embarrassment of riches. In the summer, I'm in Whitefish, Montana. In the school year, then I'm back on Maui. So I'm on Maui nine months a year and here in Montana three months a year. Sounds amazing. Um, Whitefish is beautiful, I've heard. Whitefish is amazing. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the best of the mountains and the best of the ocean. I, I really can't complain. Wow. Great. I have a How friend I- who has a company um, called Forlo for the love of hunting. I guess they're in mm-hmm. Whitefish, Montana. Oh, absolutely. I know that one. It's really um, high end hunting gear. I walked in there thinking that it, it looked, it's the Lululemon of the hunting world. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's the tag. Mine. I there might be something in there for me. And I'm like, I don't need a tree stand. What am I doing in there? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's great. Funny. I have a, a condo in Kihei that I've had for 15 years. We just rented oh, out. I've only stayed there once, but love Maui. And uh, I know that Carol's going to be going there in a little while as well. Um, and I don't know, Carol, exactly what area in Maui are you visiting? I'm going to stay in Kihei and then, but we're going to tour around. We want to go to, there's a bamboo forest. I'm so excited Leah for you to give us some, some tips and <laughs> on must do's in Maui. And, and that's part of this too. Why, why we're doing, why we are doing this podcast is to kind of start our travel adventure in about four to five years. Chris and I, you know, children will be off to college and we'll have more time to travel. And we're really interested in exploring so many different places. Um, right. Yeah, well, I'd love to hear how you got to Maui, why you're staying there during the school year, what ages are your kids, um, how the lifestyle is, and, and um, you know, what you do professionally, and how, if you do, and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, well, it's not unlike you. Um, I had a place on Maui on the west side in Kanapali for several years, which we would use just for vacations and that sort of thing. I was a lawyer for four years in California. Then I got into broadcasting and I was sort of like the uh, investigative reporter type person for a few different news stations. I did that for about 20 years. And then uh, recently, well, three years ago, took a package because everything is shrinking in local news. I'm a little scared about the state of local news. But anyways, I took a package and left that job. And I said, hey, why don't the kids and I go to Maui and live there during the school year? Because my husband owns his own company. He's a real estate developer. And so he has always been traveling all around and doing things from, you know, wherever, sort of. So three years ago, the kids and I went there and he would kind of go back and forth. My son, who's 17, just graduated from Maui Prep and he's going to UC Santa Barbara in the fall. And I also have a daughter who's turning 14 tomorrow. She will be in her first year of high school at Maui Prep this coming year. And so that's kind of how we made the transition, so to speak, is finally I wasn't tied to a location with my job. And we had this beautiful place that we spent as much time as we could. But I was kind of like, 
hey, why not, you know, at that point. And so that's what we're doing now for the foreseeable future. We'll stay there and, you know, let my daughter finish out school there. And then I guess figure out what's next from there. So you've been there for four years, you said? This will be our fourth year coming up. Yeah, fourth school year fall. How was it four years ago, telling your kids and moving over there and just logistics and everything? It was so smooth. It was remarkable. We looked at it like that this was just going to be a one-year experiment. And if it didn't work, then we'd come back and, you know, go back to the way that things were. But um, we had spent so much time there that my kids were very comfortable with it. We've They both already knew how to surf and love the beach and all that kind of stuff. They're both pretty adventurous kids, too. So they were kind of like, why not? The community at the school is lovely, very welcoming. It's like they had been there since kindergarten. I already knew the island. My family had a place um, on the west side. uh, So I grew up going to Maui. So it wasn't that shocking. I've moved to a lot of other cities that were a lot more shocking, like Manhattan, for example. That was a big shock. But, um, but Maui was uh, Maui was really pretty easy to just kind of slide right in. And where were you before Maui? Were you in Whitefish, Montana? Right. right no, uh, I was living in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. My husband's mm-hmm. Canadian. And so <laughs> I was working for CTV up there, which is one of the major Canadian networks. And I had been at that station for 15 years. That's where I was directly before making that jump. What brought you to Whitefish, Montana as a, the other part of the year? Whitefish is actually only about like a four and a half hour drive from Calgary, even though it's in another country. And so there's we have a lot of our Canadian friends own places here too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the perfect winter summer because I'm literally right on the lake yet it's 15 minutes up to the top of the ski hill. So we're at Ace Lodge. It's crazy. I've just, uh, the atmosphere changed so rapidly. And there's lots of places that say they're winter, summer, but actually you got to drive for an hour to get to the ski hill or, you know, maybe the snow's not so great. So it's really more about the lake, but this, the lake is fabulous here. The ski hill's fabulous here. So we had this place for a while too. This was our, this was our ski um, destination when, of course, we have Banff. And so, if you know, we mm-hmm. could just run up to the mountains there. This had been our winter summer spot for a while, too. Our vacation spots have kind of just evolved into being, you know, kind of our regular living spots. Yeah. Where, what lake do you live on? Whitefish Lake, right in oh, town. It is on Whitefish Lake. Yeah. Okay, got it. Is Whitefish yeah, Lake a motorboat or just like, oh, oh, heck yeah. Yeah, we wake surf. So I literally just came back from Tahoe because I was, um, I do events and then I host a competition and clinics and stuff and wake surfing. So, oh, I so just, this, is, this is your jam. Uh, it's my oh, jam. I do so, a lot of it. <laughs> so you can throw probably air reverses and 360s like nobody's business and working, working still on it. I can do a lot of air. I can do a lot of airs. I'm working on a air 180, Ailside 360. I can do a front 360 most of the time, but not right lately. For some reason, it's just off and on. And oh my God. Good stuff. for you. I am yeah. still working on my 360s. I can't, I, I don't know what my malfunction is. So I'm just But you can do ollies, floaters, yeah. chop yeah. hops, yeah. all the little fun yeah. stuff, right? I've got, all the, I've got all the hoppy jumpy things down, yeah. but my spins are, my spins are garbage. And my very disappointed in my progression. He's like, mom, you're not going anywhere with this. So we're going to have to connect after this because I know we're supposed to talk about Maui, but I definitely want to talk to you because I have a lot of friends that are pros that are in Canada. um, And so, yeah, I definitely. My son competed on that Canadian circuit for a little bit. CWSA or um, Um, WWE? Canada. 
for Canada, but he just did it for one or two. Oh no, sorry. Not for, not, not for like, um, the nationals. Oh, I don't know. He just did it for a couple of years for fun. Yeah. Cause they're, well, it's all fun. I put on a competition all for fun and I'm so sorry. This podcast is going totally <laughs> south, but it's good. It's, it's okay. going up for me, but yeah. So CWSA <laughs> and WWR are the two of, um, like wake surf ones. And I put one on for all of California and it's all just fun. Just back to Maui. <laughs> right. Well, actually well, I still have a question about Montana. Cause I've never, I mean, I think I've been to like drove through Montana. I've never really explored it. And so I see, I'm looking at whitefish. I love looking at the maps and we're talking to people, but then I see like flathead Lake looks like so huge. Huge. What, what's so special about whitefish that, you know, that oh, stands special? out. It's fancy. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's beautiful. Special, what's special about whitefish is the town itself is super cute. It's got tons of great restaurants, places where like you can play poker and like the back of like bars and restaurants. <laughs> it's the atmosphere is just lovely. And the lake is literally right there. You are in town and then you go over the viaduct and you're on the lake. Flathead is beautiful. It's more wildernessy though. I mean, there okay. are towns. It's so big that there's towns kind of scattered along all of the shores, uh-huh. but it's more of what you might think of just like driving somewhere a little more remote and jumping on a giant lake. Whitefish is cool because it's like you just zip right out, do your sports, come back, you know, into the dock and then, you know, you're, you're off to the next, uh, you're off to the next thing, or you can go grab a bite of like fantastic lunch or, you know, whatever. So, and it looks very far North. So your summer days must be really long, huh? Yes. Yeah. It doesn't get, I think our last light is about at 10, 15, you know, so sometimes, well, I mean, we have lights on the boat too, so we'll night surf too. So um, it doesn't really matter. You can kind of go anytime that you want, but it's deceiving. Sometimes I won't be, I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's eight o'clock and I haven't even started making dinner because the light is so bright that you feel like it's not time to sit down for dinner yet. What's the weather like? Is it, I mean, does it get pretty hot? Is it, are the nights pretty well, cold? You know, because- we're having, we're having this heat wave right now oh, in right, the Northwest, yeah. right? So it is unusually hot. I think we might hit a hundred this week. Not typical, you know, 90, you know, would be the highs and then probably in the sixties at night, I would guess. Okay. Maybe, maybe a sweatshirt at night. It's like Colorado. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, it's, quite warm, quite, you know, it's real summer down here. It's interesting because I grew up in Minnesota. Our summers are warm, but like up north, you're like almost the top of Minnesota. If you look at the latitude there. Okay. Well, I'm ready to talk about Maui. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about Maui. (laughs) Okay. So you've been there a long time. It was just like, it's so great. Google just has a bunch of pictures. And so I went, I saw why not Panapa State Park. <laughs> I didn't realize there's a black sand. Oh, Wainapa Napa. Yeah, that's over um, like on the east side of the island. Yeah. So that's probably pretty hard to get to, huh? That's yeah, pretty we- hard. I'm thinking that's over towards Hana. Road to Hana. Okay. Very yeah. Good. And that's, you know, that's a must do for anybody who hasn't, you know, been there before. You got to go over to Hana. The jungle is so beautiful to check out. There's beautiful beaches there. There's a few nice surf breaks. A couple of them are fairly expert. There's uh, cliff jumping. There's some amazing cliff jumping and waterfall jumping over there. There's the bamboo forest. There's a lot of stuff to do. But don't go in a bus or a big van. <laughs> like go in your own car. I just look at that and I'm like, oh god, to sit in the back of one of those buses on that windy road, like what? How do they oh, even do it? <laughs> right. And is because I, I I talked to someone. So we're staying in Kihei, and it looks like somewhere like on the, I guess the southwest 
side of the island um, past Wailea. Is there a way to like hike into that kind of same Hana area? No, Hana's way out there. Oh yeah, no, there is. There's a back road. If you don't take the typical Hana road, you actually can circumnavigate the island. But if you keep going from Hana to try to circle back around to uh, to what you're talking about, um, it gets uh, it's a dirt road and it's a, it's pretty rough going. And then and then you come out back over. You're probably looking at La Perouse, um, which is like at the very end after McKenna, and that's kind of like the spot that you would actually you come up through the the hills. But if you're looking down, you know, at at the coastline that would be where you come back out is kind of equal to where La Perouse is. Okay. It's very deserty back there. We've yeah, done it. it is. Have you done that drive? Yeah, and we've, we've done funny it. funny how they have the little stands, like just periodically, there'll be like a little honor fruit stand. So there'll be a bunch of papayas on this little stand and it'll be like, take a papaya and leave a buck. It was like, yeah. where's the house that's connected to this random <laughs> stand totally. on this dirt road? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it is pretty, it's, it's an experience. It's, it's definitely, I mean, you can do it and we did it in a car. So you did a normal makes... car, huh? Oh um, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Like if, if you've got the time to do it, then go that way. I would suggest actually what I think is a great idea is to stay in Hana for the night, like go there, stay there, do everything and then drive back the next day. Cause driving there and then driving back on that road, it's really pretty exhausting make a a two-day trip out of it, and then you'll have time to go to some of the beaches. You can go to the Red Sand Beach and the Black Sand Beach and, you know, search out the waterfalls or do the bamboo forest or or whatever. I think it's kind of tough to do everything in one day like people usually do. So outside of the Han and those waterfalls, are there other waterfalls that are easier to access that are like must-sees? Um, I heard something really, about some twin falls somewhere. Where's that's that? over on that side. That's right before you get into Hana. That's the bamboo forest. And that's there's a hike connected with that. And there are uh, waterfalls there. There's, if you go further as you're actually getting into Hana, but I understand they might have closed off some of these openings. There's kind of a little like kind of local knowledge spot where you kind of dive in through these bamboo entries. And it has amazing um, waterfalls and hikes up there. But I think... People have gotten hurt up there a lot, and I think I heard that they might have closed that off. And to get to that one, it's kind of like you have to talk to somebody who knows and go like, okay, it's like half a mile from mile marker nine. Twin Falls is is an actual like tourist stop, but then there's other ones that are further down that are kind of you just have to you, you can seek out. Well, how about on the other parts of the island, like on the west side, in Lahaina near Kahului? Are there any good waterfalls? Yeah. yeah, needle and that sort of thing. That's a beautiful um, waterfall. That's more of a hike than um, than cliff jumping type thing. What, what was that? What was that called? Did you say uh, the the Yao Needle? Yao Needle. How do you yeah. spell Yao? I A O. I like needle like like that's, needle and thread. That's more like in Wailuku. Okay. Am I saying it right? No, I'm doubting myself. Okay. I'm just, I'm just looking at the map here. Oh, that's yeah, actually, isn't it like where you have to hike in kind of almost yeah. like a canyon or something? Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful okay. hike. That's more of a hike and that's more of um, like, uh, you know, and just to go and look. Um, mm-hmm. Hana has some spots where it's more active where you can actually, mm-hmm. you know, swim and jump and, and stuff like that. Oh, I see. It's 
Ohio Valley State Monument. Is it near that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of the um, part of the peak that's I'm, kind of like, you know, Waterhorn Peak that's called the Needle. Yeah, Needle. Very good. Cool. Yeah. And the bamboo forest, is that only by like on your way to Hana as well? Is there another yeah, bamboo, the bamboo forest? forest? That's what I'm talking about that I heard was maybe recently oh, okay. closed off. It's at the and very end of Hana, right? It's as you start to get right into the main part of Hana. As, okay. as you start on the serious journey to Hana off to the right. And like I said, that one's, that one has always been kind of random. Like you, you will definitely drive by and miss it a few times, but then you'll notice there's some cars parked and you literally just kind of like dive into this bamboo forest and like little random openings and then just start following like, you know, trails that you see in there. That yeah, was, I did see a sign on the Google map. It said closed. So maybe it is closed at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I, I haven't been over there in a while. Yeah, I mean, there's some spots on there that, that can get pretty hairy. So I think that they, they might have closed that off. Hey, what would you say are the most beautiful beaches where the water's just like this turquoise color and, and gorgeous? La Perouse can get like that. I think that, that that's pretty beautiful, but that's a little more difficult of a hike to get there. You know, we're so lucky. So many places are so beautiful that way that even just, even Kanapali, which is, you know, the huge resort area, the water's gorgeous right in front of there. If you keep going up towards Kapalua Airport Beach and all that, which is just beyond Black Rock, you know, as you're going north, it's gorgeous through there. Fleming's Beach, you know, as you keep going, which is up by where the Ritz is, that's beautiful up there. All the be- Kapalua Bay, like in terms of beauty, you know, pick it, honestly, like it's, it's so beautiful. A lot of times what will make your decision for you more is if you're, um, what activities you're after. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're going there to surf, you know, wherever the, wherever the, the breaks are, are going to be determining, you know, where you go. And I would suggest doing that, um, even trying to learn. There's so many um, great surf schools and there's so many great spots that are just, you know, easy for total beginner beginners. And it's, it's pretty fun, you know, so I would, mm-hmm. in terms of a must do, if you're at all inclined to, you know, athletic type stuff, like oh, that, yeah. they take a surf lesson, you know, it's uh, right at Breakwall in Lahaina, if you're on the west side, and then over in Kihei, they've got a big stretch um, over there where it's all, you know, the teaching beach, you know, like me, if you're lucky enough to get to live there for a longer amount of time, then you kind of already have your foot, you know, in the door as far as that goes. And then you're not as intimidated to kind of do it on your own and go from there. So I would say that's a must do in my personal opinion. And then also just to do something, no matter your level of mobility and activity, do something to get out on the water. Like you've got to get on a boat and get out on the water, whether it's just like a mellow little sunset cruise, uh, if you're not looking for adventure or, you know, all the way to like dive trips, you know, over by Lanai, deep sea fishing or on the backside of Lanai, for example. If you can get under the water, that's another must do, in my opinion, whether it be snorkeling or snuba or diving. And here's something that people might not necessarily know. You can do a resort dive, which is what they call it if you're only going down to like maybe 25 or maybe 30 feet without any certification. Yeah, I know. People don't necessarily know that. So you get some instruction, you know, on on land or just like right, you know, in the water, just in terms of how to, uh, you know, clear your mask. If water gets in your mask, you practice taking, taking your regulator in and out of your mouth. 
just some simple things. But then you go down, if you think about it, 20 feet is only like twice the the deepest pool that you swim in. It's not that deep Mm -hmm. and it's not dangerous. Like you're not going to get yourself in serious trouble. Yeah. You're not going to get the bends certainly, Mm -hmm. nor are you really going to get yourself in any kind of serious trouble. If you think about it at 20 feet, you know, it's just twice the distance from the bottom of a deep pool. Like anybody Mm -hmm. can swim that pretty well. So you don't have to be certified to have that experience. And Maui has such amazing reef that you don't have to do a deep sea dive to see some really cool stuff. Where do you go? What's the best um, ones that you would recommend? You know, right off of Kanapali, there's lots of boats that go right out of there, right out of there boats that go out of uh, Ma'alaya, and they'll just take you right along coastline, you know, over by, uh, you know, the Pali, which is on the west side or over like to Turtle Town, which is over Wailea side. There's lots of little shallow dives that they'll take you to wherever the the conditions dictate are best according to wind and wave and visibility and all that kind of stuff. Have you guys heard of Snuba where it's um, so your water tank or sorry, your air tank actually is floating above on the top. And then you've got a long tube basically with like a breathing deal and you can go down, I think maybe 20 feet or something on that, just like snorkeling, but you've got a a longer air tube and that takes even less instruction and uh, knowledge. So there's lots of ways to get under the water and have that experience, you know? So do you think the Molokini little tour is, is a good, good opportunity? Yeah, I do. I think that it's, I think it's beautiful. Here's one thing that I'll say that makes me a little bit sad though. Um, Looking over the years, the majesty of it has really decreased because the ocean's getting warmer. The coral are dying. They're having a hard time, both because of the warmth of the water, because of actually chemical sunscreens are really bad for them. It's a fun little location because it's a little island that you can see as you're as you're going out. You have to mention Haleakala. I mean, that's, it's Maui. It's like what you see for sure in terms of um, going to the top of the volcano and for a day trip or doing the bike ride down um, where you go up before dark, like what, 3 a.m. or something, 4 a.m.? Yep. Yep. That's all. We haven't gotten to that one yet. That's a must see. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're almost out of time. And so I just have some, what I call my rapid fire questions. Some of them aren't going to be because they're one not last piece boring. too. There's yeah. a, just before we go is, um, windsurfing, um, on, is it Paya? I don't know. I'm just, Paya. Paya. Yeah. we randomly were ended up going there for an afternoon and it was incredible. The yeah. windsurfing. Over yeah. There. Ho'okipa. Ho'okipa beach is, and also kite beach for kite boarding is over that direction. And yeah, amazing. Like world-class people yeah. come there from everywhere for, for the wind uh, activities, whether it be windsurfing or kite surfing. Yeah. Um, what are your favorite foods um, that are like island? Oh, like the Hawaii fresh fish, specific? all the fresh fish. It's just, it's not even hard to eat well there. You know, it can be such a challenge in other places, but there you've just got so much incredible fresh fish. So yeah, that's got to be the, the mahi, ahi, uh, opakapaka. That's a red snapper. All of the amazing fresh fish has got to be my my favorite stuff to eat. And so many of the fruits are beautiful. I collect um, coconuts. Like when I'm out walking my dog, they just fall off the tree, but they're in those big huts. I'll collect those and bring them home and like smash them open and get coconut um, out of there. Everybody has like just papayas, mangoes. They're just literally falling off the trees. It, it'd be a good place to get uh, to be homeless. And there's, there's swear to God, the chickens in the Target parking lot over in Kahului. <laughs> Are the most beautiful chickens and roosters you have ever seen. They look like they belong on a dish towel. They are <laughs> so gorgeous. And somehow they know how to not get run over. 
So you could just catch yourself a couple of chickens, keep them for eggs, go collect coconuts, papayas, mangoes. I'm telling you, you know, throw, throw a line in the water. There's some protein and you're good. So, so it sounds like you're not relying on too much imported. You don't have to rely on so much imported food. Well, it's way fresher. You know, yeah. I don't know about cheaper because ahi is coveted around the world, for example, but it is fresh. You know, it's not frozen. Yeah. So, right. All right. And so, and the music is like the Hawaiian music. Do you hear that quite a bit? Or is that just more at the luau's? And- that is at, um, at the luau's primarily. But for example, I went to Napa Auto Parts to get a new battery. And there was a guy sitting back in the parts department is just strumming away on a ukulele and singing um, a, a Hawaiian song. It was beautiful. And so he had his, an empty coffee cup near him and I went and put a couple bucks in it. And I was like, go take your show on the road. I was like, man, that's gorgeous. I was like, well, here in Hawaii is the auto parts guy going to have a voice of an angel just strumming away in the back, in the back corner. So, Well, and a quick thing, what's the popular, the best luau, would you say, or that you've heard? I know I've been to Wailea's. Probably Old Lahaina luau. Um, That one is really more about the history of it. And uh, it's it's more um, educational and the grounds are beautiful. You know, you can sit on the ground. Um, and it's, it, you, you learn a lot more, um, mm-hmm. there, I think than in some of the other ones, that would be the one that I would recommend. And how soon do you need to book that? Like if you're going to go just a couple weeks ahead of time or you know what? The, you get there? things are, things are blowing up over there right now. So I would say book everything way ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Yeah. But you know what, you guys, I got to run. Yeah. I got to run. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you, Leah. This has been yeah. awesome. Okay. Bye. Bye. Nice to meet you. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe to our show, rate us in your podcast app, and follow us on Instagram at Where Next Podcast. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or would like to nominate someone, please contact us on our website at www.wherenextpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.